What happened? Gee, somebody got shot. Come up. Turpin's highway glory, but my past is far more gory, was no saint. You think life is one big antic, my profession is romantic, hate to be pedantic, but it ain't. As a butcher down in Essex, I was handy with a knife, had a sideline as a poacher, led a less than honest life. The notorious gang of Gregory liked my style and dedication. They sighed me up and gave me a real robber's education. We rampaged through the Essex farms, we stole and robbed and fought. But when the law came for us, I escaped and they got caught. I became a highwayman, was daylight robbery. I was no Prince Charming, nothing dandy about me. The truth is, I was violent and with my good mate Matt King, robbed travellers at gunpoint, money, watches, anything. My horse, it wasn't called Black Bess, although that's what you've read, was no romantic hero, shot not one but two men dead. The legend that surrounds me misses out the crucial part. I was a ruthless killer with a ruthless killer's heart. Was a vicious highwayman, a source of pain and tears. When you Ran away to Yorkshire, changed my name to John Palmer. Was sent to prison after stealing chickens from a farmer. Wrote a letter to my family, a plea it did relate. The postman saw the envelope and here's the twist of fate. He had taught me how to write, so he knew I'd lied. That's not John Palmer's hand, that's Dick Turpin's, he cried. Was a vicious highwayman, my crimes had brought me fame. Glamorous, that's lame No more stand and deliver You'll remember this, I hope 
hanging from a rope.
Answer me, Debbie. Who's Johnny? Does anybody here know Johnny? Are you Johnny? There was one guy named Johnny, but he was a total geek. He always had food in his braces. Answer me, Debbie. Who's Johnny? Oh, God, this is like that movie, Citizen Kane. You know, where you later find out Rosebud was a sled? But we'll never know who Johnny was because, like, she's dead. Look at the clock, it's 2 a.m. 
music's blaring, a screen door slam. Car tires squealing, shoes on the stair. Dog's barking like he's real scared. Probably just a television. Probably just a television. Probably just a television. No need to pay no attention. Roll over in bed, pull the covers up tight. Glass starts breaking, sounds like a fight. Woman screaming, a man's voice swore. Firecracker pops, something hit the floor. Probably just a television. Probably just a television. Probably just a television. No need to pay no attention. I complain to the landlord every time he comes around. Those people in the downstairs apartment won't turn their TV down. I've, I've been bang, bang, banging on the floor. Won't you help me, please? Gotta turn that TV down so I can get some sleep. Footsteps on gravel, trunk lid slammed. Glug, glug, or something splashing from a can. Flicking of a lighter, smoke alarms beeping. I guess I'll get back to sleeping. Probably just a television. Oh, it's that darn television. Probably just the television, no need to pay any attention. I just turn off the lights and I swear Are those boots coming up my stairs? Is that someone beating at my door? Ella Haywood, you're next! Is that a chainsaw roar? I'm hoping it's a television I'm hoping it's a television I'm hoping it's a television Maybe I should have paid attention Hoping it's the television. Where's that channel changer? I'm, I'm hoping it's the television. I should have paid attention. Hello? Hello? Anybody there? It's grayer Well I wonder how I was so blind To all the things I missed Just like rings inside an oak tree There's a story in each layer Pay attention to the precious things Be glad that they exist Like precious jewels hiding in plain sight like angels obscured by the light Like that library Rango DVD 
left inside the player It was back when I went camping I put Rango in the player Never got around to watching it In that player it remained The librarian said I owed a fine But I refused to pay her I said I did not have that disc And do not call again My precious jewels hiding in plain sight Like hopeful clouds obscured by night Like that library Rango DVD I left inside the player But they called and they called For this disc they said I hoarded And I said a lot of things Not knowing I would be recorded When they asked if I could check my shelves I said what they could do to themselves Accusations slung and threats were made Till the leaves broke through my barricade And now I sit in prison For threats made against the mayor And Monday here is movie night Rango's playing in the yard And at that moment I remember That the disc was in my player I leap up in excitement And am beaten by the guards Will the taser sting but regret stings more But such are all the burdens we carry That movie took two hours of my life Not to mention five to ten in solitary Like precious jewels hiding in plain sight Like angels obscured by the light Like a library Rango DVD I left inside the player Like precious jewels hiding in plain sight Like hopeful clouds obscured by the night Like that library Rango DVD
sir, would you mind getting out of your train of thought? Huh? What? Where's the big idea, sir? Oh, I'm sorry, officer, I don't understand. I was thinking. Yeah, your mind was wandering all over the place. May I see your degree, please? Sure, here. Take it out of the frame. Sorry. It's a community college learner's permit. You need a B.A. to drive this idea home. Oh, I must have been lateral thinking and, and not realized it. Uh-huh. See, I had to think fast to get around that mental block back there, and, and I didn't notice the limits. This degree's expired. I ought to throw the encyclopedia at you. Why? Is this a controlled thought zone? Yes, it is, sir. See the sign? School. <laughs> I guess I was letting my thoughts wander all over the avenue of consideration. Mm-hmm. You almost collided with established dogma back at those presumptions. Mm. I wasn't thinking straight. I see. Have you been drinking, sir? A couple of beers, but I'm not illogical. Well, it should stop your thought process right now, but I'm going to give you a ticket for quick thinking. That's three points off my IQ. <laughs> and the fine is a penny for your thoughts. I'll get back into the flow of normal thought, officer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. You go straight to your inevitable conclusion. It's foregone. You can't miss it. Uh, yes. You understand? Yes. Yeah, yes. Thank you very much, officer. Okay, off with you. Kids, too damn smart for their own good. I love it here in Boston, but I was caught in the rush hour the other day. The guy behind me at the intersection, oh boy, he's going beep, beep, beep. Can't you do something about those stinking fumes? (laughs) I just kept walking. See, once I was driving down a highway and I was swerving all over because I was trying to change the radio. (laughs) And just as I got the old one taken out... This state trooper pulls me over. Well, I shouldn't make fun of his speech impediment. (laughs) He says, can I see your license? So I hand him my wallet. He says, will you please remove it from the wallet? I thought, oh, great. Sure enough, the snake pops up in my face. (laughs) He says, walk a straight line. So I do. He said, you call that a straight line? Now you know how you can never think of a clever reply until after the guy's gone. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I wished I had said, I wished I had said, yeah. (laughs) But I was nervous, and all I could think of to say was, well, Officer Pythagoras, the closest you could ever come to achieving a straight line would be by making an electroencephalogram of your own brain waves. I said, officer, I'm taking my mom to the hospital. She'll need on reducing pills. He said, I don't see any woman with you. I said, I'm too late. (laughs) And he searches my car to look for her. And he sees my glove compartment that there's a gun in there. He said, you can go to prison with this gun. I said, it'll come in handy, you know. (laughs) He said, you're under arrest. You have the right to remain silent. Do you wish to retain that right? (laughs) I thought, ooh, a paradox. I told him. And he takes me to the police station. 
They said, you get one phone call. So I call my house and my sister answers. I said, hi, I need $1,000 for bail. She said, where am I going to get that money this time of night? I said, I don't know. Is the naval base still open? (laughs) He hangs up the phone. Anyway, they put me in this cell, and I was scared. I had never been locked up before without my family. (laughs) And there's a real big tough guy in this cell, and he lights up a cigarette. And I don't care how big someone is. When it comes to my health, I think of my body as a temple. Or at least as a relatively well-managed Presbyterian youth center. (laughs) Anyway, I said, please put that out. He says, no. So I flick it out of his hand and he says, pick that up. I said, no. He said, I'm going to mop the floor with your face. I said, you do it, you'll be sorry. He said, why? I said, well, you won't be able to get into the corners. <laughs> and he starts coming at me and... And 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 I, he starts to choke me, and I, I prayed, Lord, if you rescue me, I'll go to church every Sunday for the rest of my life. Just then the guard comes to tell me that my mom had posted bail, and I was free to go. So I prayed, thanks anyway. <laughs> and, anyway, I had my trial. And I'm waiting for my turn, and it's taking forever, so I start to eat lunch, and the judge says, put that food away, this is a court of law. I said, well, this is a court of slaw, you know. (laughs) And he calls me up, and he reads, he says, emo. I said, yes. He said, emo, Phillips? I said, yes. He said, you're emo, Phillips. I said, well, why don't you keep adding a word each time until your brain explodes? <laughs> he says, haven't I seen you on TV? I said, I don't know. You can't see through the other way. <laughs> well, I pleaded guilty. On advice of the lawyer, which is the last time I listened to a prosecuting attorney. (laughs) And the judge says, I sentence you to a hundred hours of community work. I said, like what? He said, like working with the mentally disadvantaged. I said, do I get credit for the time spent here? (laughs) He gives me 200 hours. I uh, did volunteer work for juvenile delinquents. I'd stand in the alley and tell them if the cops were coming. (laughs) 
bloodshed eyes and bleeding hands. I put my new suit in the cleaners again. I took the first bus. I didn't look back. Lungs long blowing like a smokestack. Hair falling out as the wind blows through it. My horse ran second just like I knew it would. Overflowing ashtray. Yay. Oh, my God. 
Can you hear the evil crowd that lies in the laughter? I hear my inside the mechanized hum of another world where no sun is shining, no red lights flashing. Here in this darkness, I know what I've done. I know all at once who I am. And I book in the sun. I don't want to shoot no one. Well, I cross my own man back in Oregon. Don't take me alive. Got a case of God on mine. I could hold. Hold it, hold it. Oh, it's you. Okay, come on in. You're all right. We're uh, we're discussing crimes in here tonight, okay? Uh, so uh, join me. Join me, won't you? I'm KBC. This is The Bit Slap, and tonight we're discussing various crimes, both major and minor. We have a bunch of criminals in here, uh, some firearms, uh, and even a lawyer or two in case things get out of hand, okay? So where did we start? Well, we started with uh, something called Suspense. That was by Dickie Goodman. Uh, I think there was a flip side of something. I couldn't track down what, but that was from 1966, and I thought that would set the mood just right. Am I right? That's right. Okay, Dick Turpin after that, the story of Dick Turpin, the uh, the famous highwayman, and that was from Horrible Histories. Dangerous Nan McGrew was our sweetheart, Helen Kane. Uh, Julie Brown, our other sweetheart, Art, the homecoming queen, has a gun. You've heard that a hundred times before, haven't you? Yes, I thought you had. Uh, but too bad, it's still kind of fun. Uh, let's see, Paris in Jail. That's a... Um, parody of a Paris Hilton song called Stars Are Blind, okay, and that was Visiting Paris in Jail. I visit Paris in Jail. That was uh, from somebody called O Movies. I don't know. Um, whatever. Anyway, probably just the television was Haywood Banks. He's got one for everything. Power Salad after that. Slip Disc. Yes, the crime of the century. Leaving your uh, disc in uh, your your thing and it dies. And Ah, 
I don't even want to talk about it. It's so horrible. Uh, Weird Al. Word crimes. Straightening out your grammar crimes. The Frantics. You were speeding. You were all guilty of that, I'm sure. Uh, Emo Phillips and his tale of driving in Boston. Uh, I, I sympathize. Boston is a crazy place. Am I right? Mm-hmm. And then better get a lawyer. From uh, the Cruel Sea, you're going to need one, son. From 1994, that was. And then, Stealing Dan. Not Steely Dan, but Stealing Dan. You get it, right? Okay, don't take me alive. And I have no intentions of taking you alive, if necessary. But in the meantime, we do have a second set here for you. If you just maybe say, stay quiet and listen to it, uh, we won't have any argument. You know what I mean? You got it? You get the picture? All right. So, uh... Got something else. Listen up. The story you are about to hear is true. This is the city. It's quiet, it's peaceful. Millions of people are sleeping. I'm a cop. My name's Jim Saturday. I'm also Jim Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. My partner's Jim Sunday. That's my day off. The time was exactly 1.13 a.m. I knew it was 1.13 because since 1 o'clock I had boiled three two-minute eggs, two three-minute eggs, and made 60 cups of instant coffee. I was at the station house and the boss came in like gangbusters. Jim, I'm going to throw this case to you. Get a nickel back on every bottle, Jim. Your boss is sure a scream. Somehow when the boss hits my funny bone, he really fractures me. Oh? I talked to my partner about the case. Partner, Snatcher McFink has struck again. He's kidnapped the whole state of Texas. He's done away entirely with Texas. Hooray! Is that a way to act when I tell you some varmint has done away with all Texas? Texas? I thought you said taxes. The time was now 2.14. I knew it was 2.14 because since 2.10, Guy Lombardo had played one chorus with a minute waltz. Suddenly, my brain began to work with machine gun precision. I'd remembered Snatcher McFink's hideout. We jumped into the squad car and took off. When we got to the hideout, I said to him, Okay, Snatcher, why did you snatch Texas? I don't know, copper. I had no motive. I'm plumb loco. Ah, a locomotive. And besides, I couldn't have been out snatching Texas. You see this dame? I looked. The dame was dead. Had she shot herself? Had she taken poison? Or had she taken gas? Snatcher, you know anything about this dead dame? A little. I killed her. That made me suspicious. You know, the dame was quite a doll. Kind of what the book writers call a siren. Man, I'll never forget those eyes of hers. One eye was blue, one eye was gray. The other eye was brown. It was time I gave the boss a buzz. Operator, give me the chief. By mistake, she'd give me the super chief. I told the boss we had nailed Snatcher. The boss could now close the case with the official seal. Crime does not pay. Guilty Aloysius P. McFink, alias the Snatcher, paid for his crime. His last message was... Jim, Saturday, I'll be out in 99 years and I'll get you for this. Whatever else I may be, I ain't chicken. And furthermore... (laughs) 
I got a job selling marijuana to confused college kids because I wanna make some cash selling hash tax free. Well, the cops won't bust me because I'm not a crack dealer with a gun, no gun. Pow, pow. In fact, I'm a corporate executive son just looking for fun, 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 fun. I'm a small-time drug dealer. I'm a small-time drug dealer. I'm a small-time drug dealer in your town. All right, let's give it to him now. But now I got something I want to say, say, say Like I could have been killed in that county jail But fortunately my dad supplied the bail So I wouldn't have to serve any more time And I could go back to my miserable life of crime Cause I'm a small-time drug dealer I'm a small-time drug dealer I'm a small-time drug dealer in your town Bought a candy bar the other day, only eight halves, gonna throw the rest away. When I saw this kid playing in the street, I said, Hey kid, you want something to eat? He said, Wood. I said, Candy, son. He said, Help! And then he started to run, and I stood there, watching him go. Half a bar of chocolate, running down my fingers. Well, the kid comes back in a minute or two, but his mom's with him and the neighbors too, and they got the kid scared. It's plain to see. They say, which one done it? He points at me. He says, him. They say, what do you mean? He says, you. And then he starts to scream, and I'm standing. Everybody's looking. Everybody's staring at me. <laughs> Howdy doody. <laughs> Y'all waiting for the bus? Uh, a little late, isn't it? Anybody got a watch? We get to see how late it is. I got a better idea. Let's find somebody with a watch and stare at him. <laughs> well, some start picking up baseball bats and the others are pulling the pins from their hats. I think this thing's gone a little too far. Hell, I only offered him a candy bar. I say, wait. Say, what are you doing? They say, prevert. The kid's life is ruined. Oh, oh well, then you better check what he's chewing. Cause I have the feeling he's in the middle of a bubblegum orgy. <laughs> well, they're coming at me and I'm backing away. And then I hear this policeman say, are you positive he's the right man? I quick flip the candy bar out of my hand. He says, show me. I says, show you what? He says, the candy bar, you degenerate. And he grabs me. He grabs both my hands. Pretty easy to see which hand's got the chocolate. Well, I've had some troubled times before, but none like the trip from the candy store. Oh, sympathize with the kid, all right. Somebody's nice to you, probably ain't right. I'll grow up. I'll learn the way. I'll learn so that my later days will be prosperous, chocolate covered. If I don't bite off more than I can hide.
before it's too late. Trying to get away from that jail base. It's a rough temptation, but a common invitation and a good association. But a quick elimination that will take you out of circulation. Yes, I'm talking about that younger generation. So take my advice, fellas. For goodness sake. 15, 16, 17, that's jail bait. Now they swear that they're in love. That you and her are size above. And she's looking mighty good. Just like a young girl should. We try to tell you no. And let that young girl go. But you, you know it all. You have yourself a ball. And now that it's too late. As you look from cell number eight. I tried to tell you, mate. Seventeen and a half is still jail bait. But tomorrow's the day for the trial of jail bait. And if you watch and see, the young girl will go free, and you'll get one to three. So out the door she walks To another man she talks Before you can count From one to eight Another man in for jail bay Please look good just let me go this time. I don't mess with them young girls no more. I swear I ain't gonna bother no more, Mr. Judge. I ain't gonna bother them in 15. I ain't gonna bother them in 16. I ain't gonna bother them in 17. I ain't gonna mess with them in 18. I'm gonna leave them 20 on with the long two. I'm gonna get my girl about 42. April 1st, 1961, April Fool's Day. The notorious Al Cornpone Empire of the Roaring Twenties has been reorganized. Heading the new mob is Al Cornpone Jr. Who tried to find happiness in an unfriendly world. Although a young man... He was destined to become as famous as his father. Just like my dad. In his inaugural address to his gang, young Cornpone Jr. was heard to say... The headquarters for the new syndicate was Vancouver, Canada. News of the crime wave was brought to the attention of the swinging man at 1410, better known as the good guys. 
The corn pole mob immediately tried to bribe the good guys. George, should I get the bag of beads and trinkets? The good guys answered. Shame on you. And set up a citywide dragnet. Following a lead that more of the corn pole gang would arrive at the Vancouver International Airport, Jerry Lee Lander reported from the scene. The plane was way overdue. The reason being... They may have run into some turbulent weather. Happy Pappy was located high atop the Seafund Transmitter Tower to keep tab on movements of the gang. What do you say, Al? I always say hello. He was quickly replaced by Brian Lord. Baby Blue. Another of the good guys. By this time, the Corpone gang had eluded the good guys and was terrorizing the city. With the town in an uproar, Seafun News quickly contacted the city hall. In a stuttering report, the mayor replied, and added this personal plea to Al Cornpone Jr. Oh, my darling, please surrender. In a report from Vancouver City Police Chief, Meanwhile, back at the radio station, I was my DJ show. Frosty Force and Big Dave McCormick noticed that several of the winners of last week's Seafun Twin Pick Hits were members of the Al Cornpone Jr. Gang, including their notorious leader. The postmarks on the envelopes led the good guys where the Cornpone mob had their hideout. The fight that followed battles glorious and deeds victorious finally brought to an end the reign of terror. Mine is While awaiting his trial, Al Cornpone Jr. was asked who influenced him to follow in his father's footsteps to a life of crime? When I became of age, my mother called me to The trial was held on July 3rd in 63. And Al Cornpone Jr. and his gang were sentenced to a life in prison. With the job done and the Cornpone gang arrested, the good guys turned to each other and said, Buggy, 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 when asked, how was this possible? Simple. They were corruptible. Uh, what are you doing with that briefcase, fella? I'm just going about my business. Why? NYPD. You a cop? That's right, Jasper. I'm a plainclothesman. Now, what are you up to? Nothing. Just running an errand. Uh, for who? For Mr. Cornelius Vanderbilt. That's who. That's an alias, you know. Well, that's funny. You don't talk with an accent. <laughs> How long have you been working for Mr. Vanderbilt? Ever since I got into town a few weeks back. Uh-huh. I no sooner stepped off the bus. Yeah? He, he ups to me and says, hey, sucker, how'd you like to make a quick hundred dollars? And I says, New York, New York, you're my kind of town. Well, what'd you have to do for the hundred dollars? Hardly nothing. Just carry a briefcase over to Harlem. Carry it to who? I never did catch his name, and I don't guess he got mine either. He just kept calling me honky. What kind of guy is Cornelius Vanderbilt? He's good people. He's always talking about where he used to live in the big house. And boy, that must that must have been something because the place he's got now has got 40 rooms. <laughs> Sounds like quite a guy. Oh, I'd take you down to meet him. But right now he's taking one of his friends for a ride. <laughs> Yeah, he stays pretty busy, does he? Oh, you bet. He's into near about everything, like building. Building? Always putting out contracts for folks. <laughs> oh, 
He is, huh? Building fixing, building fixing. Fixing? Oh, yeah, he's got a junk man that needs fixing every day. A junk man? Yeah, Mr. Vanderbilt calls him a junkie. <laughs> he's got a sense of humor that won't quit. <laughs> Have you ever noticed if he's armed? Mr. Vanderbilt? Yeah. Sure he's armed. He's legged. <laughs> he's normal. Except that scar on his face and the weird gifts he buys for his friends. Weird gift? What weird gifts? Oh, you know, like one-way tickets and concrete shoes, stuff like that. you do most for Mr. Vanderbilt? Oh, you get a kick out of this. How's that? <laughs> Mostly I deliver Japanese food. Japanese food? Yeah, it's called kilo. <laughs> kilo? Yeah, it don't sound like much, but there must be something to it, because it costs like everything. <laughs> You deliver a lot of it, Oh, huh? kilo here, two kilos there. I'm surprised you ain't heard of it. It's catching on real big. <laughs> Does he have anything else going? Yeah, there's his janitor service. His janitor service? Yeah, he's got a couple hundred of these beautiful girls that go to hotel rooms and clean up. <laughs> beautiful girls, you say? Yeah, I don't know how them hotels can afford it. Them girls charge $100 an hour. <laughs> and some of them sniff Pepsi Cola. <laughs> You mean Coke? Yeah, Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> I got some root beer up my nose once, but that was an accident. All right, let me look inside this briefcase. Sure, have a look. Uh-huh. All right, you're under arrest. For what? Delivering Japanese food without a license. Where are you taking me? To the big house. Oh, dang. New York, New York, do my kind of town. <laughs> How many laws have I broken? Right. How many laws have I broken in Bathurst? How many laws have I broken tonight? Yeah, pretty high and I just ran a red light. How many laws have I broken tonight? Ain't got no license, ain't got no insurance. Yeah, but that ain't my only flaw. Well, I don't even own this goddamn car. I swapped it from my mother-in-law. How many laws have I broken in this here Bathurst town? Well, I'm breaking the law in Bathurst Cause there ain't a lot of cops around Well, I don't care about no goddamn seatbelts I don't care about them busted taillights My girl is rolling a joint How many laws have I broken tonight? Well, we're doing 120 in a school zone. Damn bathers, folks drive slow. We did a dine and dash at the Dixie, and then we pulled the old gas and go. How many laws have I broken in this here Bathers town? Well, I'm breaking the law in Bathers, cause there ain't a lot of cops around. How many laws have I broken in this 
Yeah, I'm a breaking the law in Bathurst Cause there ain't a lot of cops around Yeah, I'm a breaking the law in Bathurst Because there ain't a lot of cops There ain't a lot of cops There ain't a lot of cops around Great train robbery. Do you remember the great train robbery? 
for the blue diamond green that he gave me. But the joy that it brought was to grief. For a blue diamond ring was my downfall. And the gift was the gift of a thief. I'm never a bridesmaid, I'm always the bride I never divorced them, I hadn't the heart Yet remember these sweet words Till death do us part I married many men, a ton of them Because I wasn't true to none of them Because I bumped off every one of them To keep my love alive Sir Paul was frail, he looked direct to me At night he was a horse's neck to me So I performed an appendectomy To keep my love alive Sir Thomas had insomnia He couldn't sleep at night I bought a little arsenic He's sleeping now, all right Sir Philip played the harp I cussed the thing I crowned him with his harp To bust the thing And now he plays where harps are Just the thing To keep my love alive Keep my love alive. Mm-hmm. 
I uh, thought Sir George had possibilities, but his flirtations made me ill at ease. And when I'm ill at ease, I kill at ease to keep my love alive. Sir Charles came from a sanatorium and yelled for drinks in my emporium. I mixed one drink, he's in memoriam, to keep my love alive. Sir Francis was a singing bird, a nightingale. How was he? I tossed him off my balcony to see if he could fly flee. Sir Applesplain indulged in fratricide. He killed his dad and that was patricide. One night I stabbed him by my amatricide to keep my love alive, to keep my love alive. John Wesley Harden was a bad, bad man Carried two guns every day He shot a man dead at the age of 15 Ought to seen John Wesley get away Ought to seen John Wesley get away He looked to the east and he looked to the west The time was about sundown As Johnny rode away they heard him say I'll see you in another western town I'll see you in another western town was standing in the bar one night humming a cowboy song when a stranger walked in with a gun in his hand saying Johnny you'd better move along saying Johnny you'd better move along Johnny's big black gun never left his hip all the stranger saw was the flame they buried him there by the light of the moon. John Wesley didn't even know his name. John Wesley didn't even know his name. Johnny had a reputation as a ladies' man, a pretty girl in every town. He was fast with a gun, had to have his fun. Else you wouldn't find John Wesley hanging round Else you wouldn't find John Wesley hanging round When John Wesley Harden shot the sheriff of the town They put him in that old state pen There'd be no more notches on his big black gun Johnny couldn't see the pretty girls again Johnny couldn't see the pretty girls again
For two long years, my head hurt bad, so the doctor checked me and he shook his head. He said, I'm sorry to tell you, but your body's outlived your brain. He said, I know this doctor in New York, son, and he'll fix you right up with a brand new one. So the head doctor met me when I stepped down off of the train. He said, we had this bank robber killed last night. His body shot, but his brain's all right. I'll give you a transplant, boy, and you'll be okay. I got my new brain in and I was feeling great. I went right back to Nashville with no headache, but something strange happened when I walked in the bank one day. I said, stick them up, everybody, I'm robbing this place. Drop all of your money in my guitar case. Don't nobody move and don't nobody reach for that door. A lady said, why, you're Johnny Cash. I said, no, ma'am, I'm the Manhattan Flash, and I am the best bank robber in New York. Now, the other night, Roy Acuff called me. He said, John, I'd like for you to do the opera. So I went out on the stage, but I couldn't sing. I got into half a verse of I walked the line and something snapped in this head of mine. I yelled, stick them up, give me your money, your watches and rings. Well, I called New York and talked to that brain quack. I said, Doc, I've got to have my old brain back. He said, I'm sorry there, Mr. Cash, but I can't do that. He said, I put your brain in a chicken last Monday. He's singing your songs and making lots of money. And I got him signed to a 10-year recording contract. Now, friends, if you see me walking down the street, remember what you see ain't necessarily me. And if I try to hold you up, don't pay me no mind. But when you got 10 bucks that you can blow, you ought to catch that Johnny Chicken show. He's doing fairs and concert dates all up and down the line. I said, stick them up, everybody, I'm robbing this place. Drop all of your money in my guitar case. Don't nobody move and don't nobody reach for that door. A lady said, why, you're Johnny Cash. I said, no, ma'am, I'm the Manhattan Flash, and I am the best bank robber in New York. Well, I don't pay any income tax. You don't pay tax on money you steal. You ought to catch that Johnny Chicken show. Chicken in black. Gathered round him, slowly creeping. 
heaven help me to forget that night in the cold, cold rain when we beat him to death with 35 pounds of blackjack and chains. Now the whip marks have all healed and I'm thankful that there's nothing but a scar around my ankle. But most of all, I'm glad no man will be a slave again to a black snake whip and 35 pounds of blackjack county chains. That was not a true story, okay? It's just another song, okay? Don't be afraid. Um, so, let's see. We're done now. We're going to uh, repent, I guess, uh, sort of, um, in a few moments. But right, right now, let's let's look at this magnificent custom-made uh, playlist. Oh, it's just, I, I can't believe it. We started with Spike Jones. Who'd have thunk? that Spike would do a stupid parody of Dragnet. Well, he did. So did a lot of people. So uh, we'll just leave it at that. Small-time drug dealer was Wally Pleasant. Another way to make some money. Talking Candy Bar Blues. That was Peter, Paul, and Mary. That could be a true story. Uh, Andre Williams, Jailbait. You know what that is, and you better watch out. Uh, The Corruptibles was the good guys. We heard from Hudson and Landry. Cornelius Vanderbilt. Uh, career criminal, if ever there was one. Slow Tom and the Handsome Devils. Breaking the law, that was after that. Uh, surf Punks. Somebody ripped my stick. I'll beat him to death. I swear I will. All right. Outer Limits was the great train robbery. Not sure which robbery that was, but uh, I guess they're all pretty great. Don't you think? I don't know. Any, anyway, I don't, I don't think this was the one from the 60s. Okay, anyway, uh, let's see. After the Fox... From the Hollies and Peter Sellers. That was straight out of the movie. Blue Diamond Ring was Kitty Ford. The Blue Diamond Ring that wrecked my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Anita O'Day to keep my love alive. We love that one. Uh, let's see. John Wesley Harden was Jamie Skinner. Jimmy Skinner, I'm sorry. Uh, Chicken in Black from Johnny Cash and Tex Williams. The Blackjack County. Okay. Blackjack County Steel. Okay, so um, sentence is over. You're, you can go home now. You can go home now. But with it, wait, there's a few more little things you have to listen to. Okay, so I'll tell you what. Come on back next week, and we'll uh, try again. All right. What can I tell you? They they, they can't all be winners, right? But um, here, here's 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 some good ones you'll like. Eight years of my young life Working hard day after day I was working towards a single goal To build a killer resume I made it stronger all the time And fed it with the greatest lies But then one day it turned on me And now it's out committing crimes Look out for the killer resume. 
has a nasty attitude. It's full of anger, full of hype. It has no conscience, has no fear, and it's 40 pages neatly typed. It crushed a former boss of mine, saying it was self-defense. Swallowed up a teacher's aide and used him for a reference. Pages of credentials, you're bound to be impressed. The cover letter sucks you in and soon you are digested by the... Look out for the killer resume. young thing, and it fit neatly in a file. But that was in a simpler time, when television sets had dials. Your Honor, I'll take the blame. That resume is mine, I feel. I knew that it was pretty strong, but I didn't think that it could kill. for the killer resume. Be on the lookout for a large single-space document, approximately eight and a half by 11 inches, possibly shielded in a maroon-colored folder. It is known to be deceitful, long-winded, and most likely armed. Use extreme caution. Oh, my. 
wipe away a tear. One little sheep is about to stray. It's my graduation day. I'll miss a gang in cell block 22. The high gray walls that shut away the view. Tonight's a night that I'm busting through. It's my graduation day. That happy day in the yard When we threw rocks at the guard They shouldn't have put us on bread and water Local water Remember Louis de Mole Who spent a year in the hole Just for making a pass at the warden's daughter She was mighty ugly I'll drop a line wherever I may be. I'll sign it number 84903. Ooh, don't tell the one you heard from me. It's my graduation day. Ooh, I'm turning over a leaf. No more a juvenile feet. Changing my method of operation. Oh, I'm gonna steal me a tank. I'm gonna knock off a bank just to prove that I'm back in circulation. I'm moving out of here right now. Tell everyone it sure been lots of fun. <laughs> and thank the guy who smuggled in the gun. Tell a woman I hate to eat and run, but it's my graduation day. It's my.